Christmas. Christmas. I love this Christmassy time of year. Would like to wish all our listeners a very Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Beyond Radio. This is the Shrimps Verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Played through, flag stays down, Max Dean's gone round the goalkeeper and has given MK Dons the lead in the 31st minute. And as quick as a flash, it's the visitors who take the lead. It was a pass just threaded through the middle of the Morecambe defence. And as quick as that, Max Dean, who had seven goals in his last nine appearances before this afternoon, quick as you like, nipped it round keeper Adam Smith, gets it in from a tight angle in front of the Halo Terrace to make it Morecambe nil, MK Dons one, and that has come out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, quick break in play there, and uh, we just seemed to switch off for a moment. Lovely threaded ball through from uh, from their player, and um, very calm for Max Dean to take it round Adam Smith. It's Max Dean's tenth goal of the season, and I suppose when there's not much in the game, and it has been a very tight first half an hour, there's not much in the way of goal scoring opportunities for either side. And it was a beautiful ball through, you have to say, oh, and, 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 and credit where it's due there. And Max Dean, that's his eighth goal in his last ten appearances, didn't panic as Adam Smith came out to narrow the angle, just took it around and nothing Smith could really do about that as uh, he showed neat feet to skip around his challenge and a tight angle. Max Dean opens the scoring here at the Mazuma, Morecambe nil, MK Dons 1, 31st minute. Plenty of time in this one, it's only 1-0 and here's Adam Mayer, he's driving towards the edge of the MK Dons penalty area, Adam's still going out towards the Tonda, left-hand side of the penalty area, might get it back to... Mary does, couldn't quite have the angle for a cross. Going to drive towards the byline now, just runs out of pitch, that's out of place. In the back. Oh, in. It's well, not I thought, play. well, that's going to stand. Brilliant there. That is going to stand, and that's a brilliant header by JJ McKinnon. What, what a header. I thought for all money the ball had gone out of play there. I had stopped. I think the MK Don's defence had stopped as well. I'll tell you what, it's a delightful ball in from Adam Mayer. What a ball. Goodness me, Adam Mayer gets the cross in and a brilliant header by JJ McKinnon at the near post for his sixth goal of the season. And four minutes after the restart, Morecambe with their first significant attack are back on level terms. Morecambe won, MK Dons won, a brilliant header from a brilliant Adam Mayer cross. Oh, Adam's on absolutely stupendous there. It's, it's a brilliant... It, it looked like the attack was dead and he's just... He's managed to take on the defender, get around him, and like you said, it looked like the ball had gone out. He'd taken a heavy touch, but he managed to whip his leg around it, and it's coming at some pace, and it's a great header from JJ. McGivory's got no chance there. Just goes to show that quality that Adam May has got there, you know, to beat the player and then deliver a cross like that as well. He's put it on a plate for JJ. And as quick as a flash, as quick as MK Dons against the runner play took the lead in the first half, suddenly you can hear what that has done to the crowd and, and, and you can see the extra urgency now in the in the Morecambe team still a bit windy to say the least Payne tries to thread it through MK Dons on the edge of the box gets a great shot into the bottom corner nothing that Adam Smith could do about that and MK Dons restored their lead and it's Joe Tomlinson cutting in from the left hand side and he let fly from 20 yards and buried it in the bottom left hand corner of Adam Smith's net 
to restore the lead for the visitors on 69 minutes. Morecambe 1, MK Dons 2. And you have to say a fine finish. Yeah, it's a fine finish. And it's against a runner play. We've, we've had all the opportunities this second half. We've looked a much better team. And that's what I was saying earlier. We just had to be careful, like, you know, that we didn't switch off. And again, just a, a brief lapse. And it's a great finish from Tomlinson. But we've got to make the most of our opportunities here, Dave. Yeah. You know, we've, we've been in absolute control of the game this second half. And now we find ourselves behind once again. And a bit of a mountain to climb, really. Normally, Tomlinson is on the right-hand side. He's been playing because I think Daniel Harvey's injured for MK Dons, who would normally play left wing, back left winger, if you will, bombing on. So they've moved Tomlinson across to the left-hand side and we showed him into his favoured right foot, unfortunately. Yeah. And you can't take anything away from the finish. It was a, a fine right-footed oh, drive. Lovely finish. Nothing Adam Smith can do about that. A full stretch to his left-hand side as it nestled in the bottom corner. We've got to get this forward. Connolly can't do so. Smithy is dispossessed, and that is 3-1, and that's game over. And Max Dean has nicked it away from Adam Smith. We didn't clear it. Connolly got caught out. There's, and there's two, the ball ball, two balls on the pitch as well. So as as we've taken as we've taken the throw in, one of their fans has thrown the ball back on the pitch. I think James Connolly's probably more worried about that. So when the ball came back to him, it was a rush clearance, and then. And the game here at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium is ending with Morecambe slipping to what looks like a 3-1 defeat here this Saturday afternoon. And that is exactly what a couple of the Morecambe players are saying to the assistant over on this near side as we look. A second ball definitely yeah, came definitely back came onto on the, the pitch. pitch, didn't it? Maybe that discombobulated James Connolly, but either way, he got his clearance wrong and it just fell. And I'm not sure Adam Smith was particularly at fault there. It just, no, it just sort of fell in between yeah. Smithy and Max Dean. And as the ball bounced off him, Dean into the back of the net, his second of the game. And deep, deep, deep in stoppage time. It's at Morecambe 1, MK Dons 3. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. Yeah, it's disappointing to enter the game like that. Referee Lewis Smith brings proceedings to a close. It's a defeat for the Shrimps just before our busy festive period. We've flipped to a 3-1 defeat here against MK Dons. Something of a bogey side MK Dons are uh, have been in recent years, but Stu Mormore from goalkeeper alongside us this afternoon. We got back on terms in the 49th minute. I mean, it was disappointing to concede that goal. Great finish by Max Dean on the half-hour mark in what was really the only goal-scoring opportunity for either side in the first 45 minutes. But then to get back with that JJ McKinnon header from a great Adam there, cross from the left-hand side just after the restart. It looked game on at that point, didn't it? But we just couldn't find those guilt-edged opportunities for all of our good attacking play. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously disappointed to go in a half-time, you know, 1-0 down and to get get back on the level terms so early on in the second half and have the opportunities that we had we, we had so much momentum going into the game and you know to allow them to score that goal sort of out of nothing really so don't get me wrong it's an absolute great finish from Tomlinson but you know it, it just come out of nothing really just switched off for a second and that's all it takes um, then we're just playing catch up for the rest of the game so you know we, we kept trying to bat them down and in all fairness to MK Dons they stood strong and you know they get they get that uh, goal at the end as well just to finish the game off but yeah, it's a disappointing day here for us. That 2-1 goal from, from Tomlinson 
is a right footer. Normally plays out on the right. He's been switched over to the left. I think they've got one or two injuries, MK Dons. And we, we just showed him onto his right foot. You can't take anything away from the, the finish, though. Smashed it into the bottom corner. Oh, from the it's edge an of the excellent box. finish, yes. Yeah. It's, it's a brilliant finish from Thompson. He's worked it really well, to be fair to him. But, you know, just a, with the momentum we had in the game, it's just so disappointing to concede at the time we did when, you know, we looked very much like the team that were going to go ahead so yeah I know the manager will be very disappointed as will the lads so all we can do is pick ourselves up and go again Boxing Day I suppose lots of great play so Jed's going to be pleased with a number of elements the wind obviously playing a, a massive part this afternoon as well I don't think that's why we've lost by the way we've lost because we didn't create those cutting edge built edge goal scoring opportunities lots of great play in the final third which Jed Brennan's going to be delighted with but we've got to just do a bit more to unlock the door in that final pass. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for all our positive stuff today, it makes no difference if you don't don't create and score the opportunity. So unless you're clinical, then, you know, you could play the worst game of your life and walk away winning 1-0. And, you know, I'm sure we'd much rather do that. But like you say, there's lots of positives to take from the game. We just need to, we need to work on being a bit more clinical and obviously, you know, be a, a lot harder to, to beat really to score against uh, at times you know it is quite easy we seem to concede quite cheap goals really so you know I'm sure that'll be something that we'll be working on but for us it's, uh, it's at key times of the game we just need need that focus and that obviously desire to keep the ball out of the back of the net and uh, yeah it's a, it's a frustrating one to take today because through the majority of the second half we were the better team okay first half MK Dons had more possession but it was a very even game um, yeah, it's just goal change games and you know that's, that's proven the point today it, it very much fluctuated the game on, uh, on when the goals were scored and who took the momentum you know after that so yeah it's a lot to learn today a lot of positives but a lot to learn going on ahead to Boxing Day Lots of positives it's a very busy week and a bit isn't it with the games on Boxing Day and then Friday 29th of December as well and away at Bradford and Notts County respectively back here New Year's Day for Harrogate Town uh, in League 2 as a professional footballer, Stu, is it the most exciting time of the year, the busiest time of the year, the worst time of the year? What is it? I think it's a mixture of everything, really, to be honest. It's, uh, it's the best time of year because you've just got so many games and, you know, OK, this game we've lost, we've not done very well, but, you know, the next game's just around the corner now. So, you know, you can't even think about this game. We'll, we'll very quickly debrief it, what we did well, what we could do better. And then the next game's literally right around the corner. So already will be you know the lads will be preparing for the next game you've got to recover properly make sure your body's in tip-top condition and like you say they come thick and fast now so it's the busiest time of year and for me it's exciting you know I love this part part of the year there's so many games you know everyone's festive everyone's in a good mood and you know hopefully we can pick up you know as many points as possible because you can really make a, a good leap in the in the league table if you can pick up some good results over this time What's happening in, in behind? The, are we in on Christmas Day, Stu? Yeah, yeah, we're we in are Christmas in Day. training yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah, so. Oh, Jed. I know. So yeah, um, it's it's part of football, really. It's, it's it's one of those things that yeah, obviously you don't want to be in Christmas Day, but at the end of the day, it's your job. You're a professional footballer, so you know whatever you can do to make yourself as ready as possible for that Boxing Day game, you have to do. I I don't think I've had a Christmas off in you know a long time, so it's all all just part of it. It's one of yeah. the sacrifices you make. You know, you have to make a lot of sacrifices and. If you want to be a professional footballer, that's that's part of what you have to do. What's sort of Christmas Day like in the Moore household? Then is it a big family do? Uh, yeah, yeah, got got a few uh, a few of the family members coming round. Got the parents round and uh, a few other family members. So um, yeah, me and uh, me and the girlfriend are, are cooking this year. So that's going to be interesting. Can you cook? 
I can cook, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> How good I can cook, I don't know. I'll, I'll let everyone else tell you that. But yeah, I'd like to think I'm, I'm not a bad chef, to be fair. Are you cooking a turkey? Uh, we're doing chicken this year, chicken. so yeah, I'll be doing that because my girlfriend doesn't eat meat, so I'll be on I'll be on the meat duty. I'll give her a good tip, Stu. Yep. This is nothing to do with football, but I'm going to run with it anyway. <laughs> Get a tray of ice cubes, yep. put them in the bottom of the oven when you put your chicken in, and it will steam the chicken and it will come out beautifully moist. I'll have to give that a go. There you go. Yeah, there you go. And go back to the football, Stu. I know you want to go back into the dressing room and see uh, see the lads. Um, we're still in a good position, aren't we? Seven days ago. We wall up Doncaster 5-0. Yes, we've lost today, but it doesn't define us as a team and, and we should still have, hopefully, plenty of confidence going into the festive period. Absolutely. There's you know, there's a lot of the season left. I think, you know, if you would have said to us at the start of the season, we'd be in the position we were in, we'd say, yeah, you know what, we'll take that. It's a very uncertain start to the year and very new squad and we haven't got a big squad compared to, you know, probably got one of the lowest budgets in the league. So, you know, the boys are doing excellent we're not going to be able to win every game and I think you know it goes to show how well we've done in the fact that every game we lose we're very disappointed and think we can win everything but you know sometimes you have to be realistic and say okay you know we come up against a good MK Don side here today a lot of depth you know they have a big budget yeah. um, they've got plenty of options and you know we just say look, we learn from it we go again and we go on to the next you know we win the games we can win and hopefully we can get back to winning ways on Boxing Day but yeah, it's, it's going to be one of those seasons, I think, that you know some games we'll win, some games we'll lose, but at the end of the day, as long as we learn from it and, and we get better, there's a lot of the season left and loads of points to pick up between now and then, so you know, we've just got to pick up as many as we can and you know end up as high up the league as we possibly can. And very finally, Stu, for those who missed it earlier on, how is the, the rehab going for yourself? Yeah, it's definitely getting there. I think I'm maybe a little bit ahead of, uh, of progress where I should be, so long may that continue, but we're about halfway through now so you know really starting to crack on with the gym work and you know I've started doing a bit of work on the bike a few squats and um, a lot of other technical things which I won't bore you with now but it's, it's really making good progress so you know hopefully you know the next couple of weeks I've got a scan next week just to check everything is okay and you know rebuilding okay but next few weeks hopefully she'll progress more and then maybe in a month or so I'll be back on the grass and you know, probably two months away now from, you know, hopefully being back out there. So about a month before you can put some gloves back on? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so we're looking at about a month, I'd say, before I'm, you know, back out there, at least catching a ball anyway. I so you can't wait. Uh, honestly, you know, it's it's been probably the longest period I've ever had out and I'm itching to get back out there. Especially as well, Stuart, you just established yourself and you as the number one and starting to play really well as well. I mean, we, we, as we said before, it's uh, the wrong time to have, have such a bad injury, but so hopefully you're going to be back sooner rather than later yeah definitely like you say is well I suppose any time's the wrong time to have an in- injury like this but it's one of those things like I say I was really enjoying it and I felt like I was in very good form so the sooner I'm back the better because you know I just love playing football and that's all I want to be doing is be out there you know watching the game like today and I wish I was out there playing it but I can't be so you know all I can do is give the lads my support and just work as hard as I can to get back as quick as I can Shoot, Merry Christmas we'll Merry speak Christmas, to you next Dave. time pleasure well, Jed, a 3-1 home defeat to uh, MK Donsley. Just your overall thoughts on the game? To be honest, very disappointing. Um, we knew exactly how they, they were going to play today. So we, we, we had the plan to play against it, but we just never, first half, we never done it, what we were told. They never pressed, we stayed off men, and we never went with runners. And they, they popped us all over the pitch first half. We had a good chaff at half-time for the second half, come out and we pressed them, got the ball back numerous times, and they scored against them on the plate, to be fair. And it was one all where we could have we could have got it at the end of a couple of Adams crosses and Blocko's crosses but obviously they went down the other end and made it 2-1 and then 
then we sort of dropped off them again, which was a bit disappointing again. But we've just gone through it in the change room with the lads there, how we want to play against teams with three at the back. You've got to go and press them. And we went through it all this week, and obviously we never done it today. So that's a disappointing thing. And to get back into the game like you did, it brought the crowd right up at the start of the second half. Was that disappointing as well? You didn't make the most of that? 100%, yeah, that's just what I'm saying. Um, obviously, back to 1-1, and then we're on top of the game. We're on our front foot, getting at them. And then, all of a sudden, they score against them on the play, and we, we just stop playing again. It was just not like us at all. Obviously, we've got a big game coming in on Tuesday against Bradford away, so we'll have to see. Go back and get in Christmas Day, do some training, and get ready for that game. Quite frustrating today, I thought, that especially second half, some easy passes just weren't going astray, weren't they? Well, you have things like that, don't you? The conditions weren't great, but they, they managed to do it, so we should be doing it. We've got just as good players as them, if not better, I think. But uh, against last week, against uh, Doncaster, we passed the ball for fun. There were still times today that we were passing the ball really well, but as you said, there was a lot of sloppy passes today, which is, again, not like us, and obviously something we'll have to work on a bit more. Of course, Michael Mellon was missing say, how's he? He's in his bed, he's been, he's been everywhere. Everyone's been saying to me today, has Michael Mellon gone? No, he hasn't. He's been in bed for three days, really sick. So, obviously, we're going to miss any, anyone now he's going to miss a player like Michael Mellon, but Slew coming today and done really, really well. So, hopefully, he's back for Tuesday. How do you have to change your game or your, your sort of plans when, when he's not here? Well, today, today obviously, you know you've got a goal tip with Michael. As soon as he gets the ball in the box, it's a chance of a goal, isn't it? But, but looking at Slew today, Slew was a, a real threat against them today. He was winning headers, he was flick ons, he was running behind them. So we've done really well, it gives us something different. So it's, it's quite good, to be honest. Two home defeats in a row now, hoping to get back on track against uh, Bradford on Tuesday. Yeah, two home defeats, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll go again against Bradford and uh, hopefully get a, get a win there. Well, JJ, a 3-1 home defeat to MK on today. Just, just overall, tell me what you thought about the game. Um, first half was tricky. Uh, they played through the thirds. We didn't really stick to what the game plan was. I think we got a bit caught up on when to press and when not to press. Um, and they, to be fair to them, they built out well. I think it was a tough second half with conditions as well. Um, they done very well. Uh, and then moving on to second half, I think we come out and we pressed the life out of them. We got success. I think we were the better team. Um, some of the best football we played second half, first 20. Um, proper stuck the pressure on, but wouldn't to be today. You got on the score sheet again. A really well worked goal. Good cross from Adam Mayer down the left hand side. But it's never quite the same when you don't win a game, is it, when you score? Yeah, it's like a sweet moment. Um, good to get the goal. I think we deserved the goal when it went to one on. They scored against the run of play, and it was against the run of play, um, to make it 2-1. But then it's silly goal at the end to make it 3-1. But it's annoying when you feel like you're hammering a team, you're on top, and then they score against the run of play. It's really frustrating as a player. to Then the, then the momentum shifts, and it's really hard to shift the momentum back in your favour but like I said it wasn't to be today so we have to we just have to look to Saturday oh Tuesday and Tuesday to, to Bradford City uh, a game a quick game to get back into your stride hopefully yeah of course um, big game we know Bradford are a decent side but we'll, um, we'll definitely make it tough for them especially going to their place um, I feel like they struggle at their place a bit so hopefully we could go there we could play well and get a result in terms of learning your football, the last two games at Mizuma here, the wind has been absolutely atrocious, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been. Um, Stockport was the worst. That's the worst conditions I've ever played in. Um, that was that wasn't really a game of football. But I think playing top of the league, you kind of want conditions like that against that sort of calibre. But um, 
yeah, today was similar, not as bad, but it was similar, especially first half. Second half died down a bit. First half is very slippery uh, and very windy, but you got to play to con the conditions. Both teams are playing it, so it is what it is. In many ways, it's all about consistency, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's consistency. I mean, off the back of a 5-0 win against Doncaster, a great win. Uh, we come here and it's a completely different test today, um, but one we fell short on. A very Merry Christmas from the Shrimps Verdicts podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hope you're having a great festive period so far, whatever you might be up to. This is Dave Salmon, episode 143, then the only place where you can hear full match commentary of every single Morecambe game this season. Home and away, League and Cup uh, is right here. So thanks for your ears uh, and your downloads of the pod, and thanks uh, for tuning in uh, for our full match commentaries as well. Really, really appreciate it, of course, as ever. And we head in to a very busy festive period then New Year's Day back at the Mazuma against Harrogate we're also in action on Friday 29th of December that's a 7.45 kickoff away at Notts County and it all starts on Tuesday on Boxing Day uh, with a 3pm kickoff at Valley Parade as we go to Bradford City in League 2 very very excited about this it's going to be a great atmosphere inside Valley Parade best part of 20,000 uh, watching that one so uh, it's going to be uh, a great occasion and hopefully one uh, that we can rise to that's for sure uh, looking forward to the game uh, let's preview that right now then with Tom you can follow Tom on uh, Twitter X he is at Bantams Banter not easy to say if you've not got your teeth in there at Bantams Banter on uh, Twitter X uh, podcaster as well and a massive fan of Bradford City the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Graham Alexander's men ahead of our trip to Valley Parade this coming Boxing Day and if you're not heading down to the game Team News and the whole game live on Beyond Radio will be on our FM and DAB Plus digital radio services from just before 2.55 so Tom thanks for jumping on our podcast mate really appreciate it uh, now we are speaking uh, literally just a couple of minutes after the full-time whistle in uh, your game at Doncaster. We went there last Saturday and beat them 5-0 and uh, another great win for you. And, and, and that's six wins in a row now, isn't it? You must be really happy. I know. I think you probably did as a favour, driven them 5-0. Um, they're a funny team because I know they had a big result. They won it, uh, it quite considerably um, the week before, a couple of weeks before. And then to lose 5-0 too were probably a bit of a shock for them. However, you probably you probably deserved it, and, it, and you did as a favour because they were they, you could tell they were down in the dumps today. They were they were just offered nothing up front, um, and we yeah we continue to keep progressing on, and yeah unbeaten yeah unbeaten in six, isn't it? So it's six it's wins really I think as well, yeah. It's in six wins, yeah, of course, yeah. So it's it, look we 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 he, he hasn't signed anybody, Graham Alexander, but he's uh, he's got him set up in a. In a, in a formation, he knows how to play um, and we're playing with confidence and attacking football, which is all we wanted, really, um, when he came in. So let's talk about that difference then, Tom, if we may. Obviously, Mark Hughes was in charge uh, when we met at the Mazuma earlier in the season. We were very comfortable 3-0 winners on, on that occasion. Was it the right time for Mark Hughes to go? Did he have too long or should he have been given a bit more time, perhaps? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you to be to be fair, you did look very good that day. Um, you know, as as much as we were poor, I think you you looked, you know, uh, almost like a, a level up in a, in a weird way. But anyway, but yeah, um, yeah, we we, we want we, we would, I, I didn't have a great start. He um, it it was it's a tricky one. We 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 loved Sparky, and it it, it was great when he came in. It's what we needed at that time. We needed a manager to try and galvanize the fans a bit. 
we needed a bit of a, you know, something to get excited about after Derek Adams, after Gary Boyer, after um, David Hopkin. Managers like this over the past, I've got how many years, where they've been pretty dour, um, yeah, not not big names, and we needed some, someone like a Mark Hughes to come in and, and get everyone excited again. And he did that. He, you know, he got us excited. He um, he's never managed in League Two before, only ever managed in the Premier League. So it was definitely a, a new one for him. A bit of me wondered if it was, you know, was it a payday for him? Yeah, I know he probably didn't get a lot of money, but he got a decent amount. So he might have been after a bit of cash at some point. He lived relatively locally. He probably thought, I'm trying going to try and get back into the game. And yeah, he seemed to struggle with us. He couldn't find his feet. He couldn't find the right formation. He always changed four four two, five three two, three five one, whatever. Two. It, 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 it all. It always seemed to be muddled up, and he, he never really set on out. Um, and he was more than willing to make subs and change it, but he could never ever find what would work in this league. Um, and that was eventually his his comeuppance because it it, it would just it was too much fanning around and not settling on something. Signing so many players. If you look at the size of our squad, it is massive. Absolutely massive squad. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think it was it, it didn't it didn't lead under a cloud of black smoke or all. I think he was a lot of people were calling him for, for him to be uh, to, to be fired. He resigned, so you know it, it it's fine. It were it, it there's there's nothing bad. No blood blood bad blood. It just didn't work out. We go through yet another manager twenty five in twenty twenty years. Something stupid like that. Um, and on to Graham Alexander, who started really well. So, yeah, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Graham in a in a second, Tom. If you may, but I, I have to ask you about Derek Adams. Inevitably, you wouldn't have yeah. you wouldn't think I, I could not ask about Derek Adams. I know, I know. Uh, oh, what oh, what, what did you make? What did you make of his uh, albeit brief uh, tenure? It was he's a very funny character. Is Derek Adams really really funny character? Um, like it, you know, really really unusual, very different, um, you know, not a typical uh, manager thing. I, I'm not sure what he was like with the players. I'm not sure how interpersonally he was with the players. Uh, you know, you, you look at someone like Stuart McCall, he was great with the players. He was like, he was, you know, he got, got them all going individually, you know, and you wonder if you have a, it, probably too much to, to Stuart McCall's detriment. He ended up being like, almost like the friends with him. Whereas Derek Adams, you wondered if he, if he had that behind, behind him. Um, and he was so, so, so negative. He was just, you know, so like just clinging on for one nil wins. And, you know, I think going for clean sheet, clean sheet records. And he definitely had a style as opposed to Mark Hughes, who didn't have a style. Derek Adams definitely had a, a style of playing and it works with some clubs, but it definitely don't work with other clubs. And when you've got 18,000 home fans and all they want to see is attacking positive football, yet we sat. Backs against the wall, you know, just stood behind the defending the ball, trackling onto a nil nil or a one nil win at home in that in our you know amazing stadium in this league is is not not good, not good. But I don't I don't know I don't know if any anything have I said there. Do you do it? Do you echo any of that? Or be interesting to know your your side of it. I think Derek, um, yes, Derek, you, you're right. Tom Derek does did have his uh, his specific style. I think he changed it up a little bit uh, when we got relegated back into into League Two. And I think you did see some of that as well when we played earlier in the season, and 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 he did go a bit more attacking and try to hit on the break. But I think uh, that to soak up the pressure and hit on the counter uh, and keep it tight, I, I think that is by and large the Derek Adams way, isn't it? I, I think you're dead right, though. It, it's not for every everybody's taste, to say the least. No, definitely not, and it's not a it's not a fan's favorite, is it? I mean, it's a fan's favorite if it gets you promoted, 
because then you're not really bothered are you, how you play. You you just you'll just take it like oh well yeah we won every game one nil and drew every game nil nil you know we we hardly we only conceded ten goals all year we only scored twenty but we got promoted so you're not bothered it didn't matter at the time but and I, I always thought it was really weird with the media and the, and the fans he, he, he were never really warming to the fans he could never really um some a lot of our fans just call him a, 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 a describe as like an android sometimes in some of his interviews almost like robotic in response and like you know we want someone like a i don't know steve evans comes to mind a bit you know like a, a proper character charismatic. Personality. charismatic yeah yeah and he's just the, at the antithesis of charismatic is Derek adams and i don't i'm not saying he's not a not a horrible he's not a nice person i'm not saying he's a horrible man you know, he's probably, you know, we met him a couple of times, you know, lovely guy, you know, straight, straight shooter. Yes, probably pretty dull, dull. He's a famous thing. I don't think, I don't think he drinks, you know, as a, and, or, or, which is not a bad thing, but he kind of sits within his, his sort of, you know, personality and stuff. And, you know, not, not bothered about having a good time and just wants to do his job and get on with it. Um, and, but yeah, it's, yeah, it, it was, it was an interesting time. And then, and then we had Gary Boyer. It was, and he, again, he was very similar. You know, he was like the um, Derek Evans was the Scottish version of Garrett Boyer. And you look at Graham Alexander. Obviously, it didn't work out. I mean, this is his second lead two club of the season, isn't it? it? Didn't work out for him at an MK Dons. But and I know he splits opinion with with people that perhaps are unfamiliar with him, and they just look at his record. But uh, for me, it looked on paper of a very solid appointment, a different appointment to perhaps what had gone before, and. Uh, well, he's starting to get the results, so you can't really argue, I suppose. Yeah, no, you're right. It was, um, I think there might have been a couple of names in the hat before him. So I don't, I actually don't think he was first choice. I don't think he was top of the list. I think there were there were a couple of meetings with a couple of other managers that didn't go um, to plan. You know, one manager wanted, you know, his agent wanted too much money. Didn't bother with the, that. It was the, it was the Cowleys, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, the cow. Well, the, not the cowies. There was, there was uh, was it Richard Wellins? I think it was Richard Wellins, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, wanted too much money. Um, it's just something about you know, not not he wouldn't get out of bed for that much money. So he said, well, he's going to stay in bed then. <laughs> he stay in his bed. Um, and I don't, I don't know happen with the cowies. I don't know what happened. They, they seem to be some sort of family emergency last minute. I don't know if they they came in and looked at the squad or looked saw something they didn't like or I don't know. But it was very unusual for them to back out last minute. I think. Would have been happy with either of those, Wellens or the Cowleys. Um, and but you've got to remember the the fans sort of uh, headspace right now. You know, twenty five managers, twenty years. It's almost irrelevant. It, it's it's really it's really weird. You know, I spoke to a lot of my mates who were City fans, and they were like, "Well, not bothered. I just want us to get out of this league. I just want to get managers to get out of this league." So it, it could technically have been anybody. Yeah, if we'd have got Steve Evans, it'd have been oh that that he does split opinion. If we'd have got someone like Stuart McCall back again, oh no, you know that'd have been well, Cowley, Wellens, Alexander. They've all got good pedigree in this in League Two and getting teams out out of League Two, and um, you know managing a, a slightly higher level. That when Alexander was announced, I think it was just like, okay, fine, let's see what he can do. And I think Graham Alexander probably knew that as well. You know, we want we didn't you know he didn't we didn't cut any ribbons for him or there weren't any streamers or banners or or a welcoming committee or parade. It was literally right. right. It's in the building. Crack on. <laughs> and uh, he has got that specific style of play, hasn't it? I, I think it, it's like a lot of managers. He plays the way that he plays, and you have to accept the way he plays. And he likes the type of player that he likes, and and, and that's the end of it. 
four defeats in the league in a row, Tom, but now you've suddenly turned it around, six wins in all competitions, and as quick as the flash, you've gone from nowhere to suddenly you're on the fringes of the playoffs all of a sudden. No, I'm, li- I'm literally looking at league table tonight with, with three or four points behind Notts County with a game in hand, who are in fifth or sixth or whatever, and we're eighth. It's, it's yeah. crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But this just sums up league two, you know. You can literally string together five or six wins and then and go from relegation fodder to you know chomping at the playoffs. And yeah, he does. He does you're right. He does. He does have a, a particular style. But it's it can, it's kind of good for us fans, you know. Like uh, like we mentioned earlier about you know you've got all those fans at home wanting to attack and play attacking football. Not necessarily score ten goals, but at least have shots on target. And he loves a press. He loves to press from infield. He loves to push his defenders on. He wants he, he he plays a bit of percentages. It reminds me a bit of a Phil Parkinson in that respect, where he'll try and get just get balls in the box and play percentages. One will fall, one will land here, it'll bobble the bobble there. Um, big man, little man up front, which that's exactly what Parker did. However, we are trying to also play football as well, which Phil Parkinson never did try and play football. It was always literally give it to Rory McArdle, who was going to hoof it sixty yards to James Hansen, who then Nick Naki Wells will score. That was how we scored our goals. <laughs> Whereas now it seems to be a bit, you know, there's a lot more direct with Andy Cook and, and Smith up front, but it, we are pressing. We've got Jamie Walker, who's from Hearts, who does really well from us. He's got him in like a hole behind him and he's picking up the loose ball. And it's great to watch. It really is. It took him a couple of games to get into it, but it's really, you know, at home, like it gets the crowd buzzing again and gets the atmosphere going and, and we are really struggling. You know, we, we have got a, one of the best sort of atmospheres at home, although historically we have, but the sort of the last um, few months, especially towards the end of Hughes' tenure, were really, really poor, really quiet, you know, not not what we used to. And it, it's going to take a lot for Alexander to win games, to play football, to get the crowd going again. And we are literally, you know, and I know it's a cliche, but we are the 12th man. Like when the crowd are, 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 are roaring at Valley Parade, they are literally sucking the ball over that line in the cop. And it makes a massive difference, but only when they are doing it. And when, they, and when they're not, it, it can be difficult for players. You can tell you can feel the pressure. Um, and, um, and then, I, I, you know, Alexander, yeah, MK Don's, Again, not a massive fan base, whatever. They, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened with Mikadon's to answer you. He had no reason not to do well there. They had some good players, but for some reason it didn't work out. Salford did really well again. Smaller club, smaller, smaller stadium, and and I think it, 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 it's an, it's it'd be interesting to see how he copes with the home pressure because um, Mark Hughes was brilliant away from home, but when he when he brought the team club home, we struggled, and it, and it, 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 it it's really weird telling the players you need to play well at home because that's where all the fans are because it's like putting more pressure on them and only certain managers have got an ability to to trans- communicate that to players to do it on the pitch um, but yeah started really well it's done really well really really impressed and I'm actually excited about going again now I, instead I were you know finding excuses not to go to Bradford City when, when she, towards Hughes' last games I'm like I think I need to do something in garden <laughs> <laughs> my wife's like it's raining I'm like anything I'll take anything Don't matter. <laughs> yeah. it's almost unheard of though Tom isn't it to, to have 18 plus thousand and the majority of those are season ticket holders as well aren't they and your, yeah, your yeah. cheap, your cheap yeah. season tickets is, is, yeah. is famous mm-hmm. isn't it for for the cheap price, but you you pack them in and big stadium as well, of course, Valley Parade. So you need that atmosphere. But I think, like you say, oh, it yeah. can be a double edged sword sometimes. Oh, massively! Like, yeah, like I, th- I think it, it, it all boils down to you know two, well, th- two or three factors. You know, the, one, the first one being when every club comes, they're like, we're gonna 
we're going to beat them on this pitch. They all rise to the occasion. They see the cop bouncing in every club team that comes in. The, it can be a Barrows, it can be a whoever can turn up and they can be like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is like bloody cup final. They raise their game. And the other two factors are, you've got to have the right type of player on that pitch who is not going to shirk in front of all those people. And you're going to have the, you've got to have the right type of manager who can get that team up and bouncing and buzzing, ready to play in front of the fans. And, and, it's, and it's not as if like, we have a massive expectation. Like we, as fans, we have literally a bare minimum expectation is, which is basically try your hardest, you know, tr- try to track down every ball. Do never ever shirk a tackle at Valley Parade, whatever you do. Like, you know, that's all we ask. We're not, we're not wanting the world. If you do the bare basics, we know we'll get goals and they'll come. So it's getting that right to a player to do that. And it's getting the right manager to get the player to do that. So it's those three things that, that are always kind of always working against us, which is like this recipe for potential, you know, um, rubbish football, which, you know, we, <laughs> or, you know, which we have seen this season, unfortunately. Sounds like it's going to be a good encounter though, Tom. I, I think, I think it's two contrasting styles. You with the press, we will sit back. We will try and soak yep. up the pressure and we will try and hit you with pace on the break, get the ball out to our, our wide players and, and then get crosses into the middle. So uh, it, it should be an intriguing encounter. And you're scoring goals, day. aren't you? You're, you're we banging are. him in. So I don't, I don't know I don't know how many goals you've got this season, but you're, you're, you're putting them away. Um, so it's, yeah, we're going to have to be on it in defence. And we, we've got this new lad, actually. Tompkinson is a, a we've, we've had him for a while, but we've never actually had to play him. It's a really weird signing. He's on loan from... He's on loan from like a West Ham or something like that. I can't remember. But he's under he's under 23s USA. And we signed him. And then he's like, Oh yeah, I can't play him in America this week. What you under under 23? He's been away on international and 23 duty for ages. He comes back and we're like, oh, we can play him. Oh no, I'm away again midweek. And he keeps flying back and forth. So we've never whether but whether Mark Hughes thought that as a well, you're not going to play for this club if you're fanning, if you're faffing around with us. You know, whether he took it as that or he took it as a you're not good enough, but he's come in under Alexander. He's Absolutely immense. He's quick. He's powerful. He's young. He like he's, he wants the ball. Like he's good with his feet, and he's playing to the to the right of a back three um, with with Kelly and Platt. Um, and he works really well with Brad Halliday on our on a right and sort of right wing uh, wing back. And yeah, and he's he's so hopefully with him in defence now we can help sort of steady the ship against you. Who are probably are going to get one or two goals against us. Let's face it, it's, it might be a case that we need to score more than you. Twenty two. Well, we've got a 15 goal at, at time of recording uh, top scorer. Well, we, we hope for, uh, that he's not going to be recalled by Burnley in the transfer window. Uh, Michael Mallon banging him in for fun and uh, yeah. he's going to need very close attention, mate, I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, we well, we've got a similar thing with um, um, Jake Young from, who's at, who's at Swindon. So yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we will probably recall him. Um, now I, I don't know why Burnley rec- would recall if he's doing. They probably want to leave him and give him a full season, unless or to loan him back, or to loan him out to a higher division club, perhaps. Yeah, there, yeah, there is that, there is, and that would be a bit naughty, wouldn't it? Can you imagine? <laughs> you, you're absolutely seething. I, know. I think um, there's a, I think there's a three day window within the transfer window where where they can recall. So keep our fingers crossed. Keep our fingers crossed that the internet goes down those three days. Something, in fact, go along with some uh, shears <laughs> and start cutting away at the cables of the building. That's <laughs> a good one. <laughs> but yeah, so we if we get you know we, in the new year we've got him potentially coming back. He's banged him in for for Swindon and playing really well. Although we don't necessarily need him because we are winning games without him. And you think, do you bring him back to show on him in for the sake of it? Do you, you bring him back and say, oh, you're going to sit on bench because the team are doing really well as they are? It's a it, it's a good it's a good problem to have. 
Um, but I'd rather be in our situation where we've got the potential to bring in a goal scorer in, back into the club rather than your opposite situation where you're just like, oh, we're going to lose him, we're going to have to replace him. I don't know. So, yeah. Well, if, if, he come, if he ends up on loan to Bradford in the second half of the season, I, I know where to find you, Tom. <laughs> so that's, that's all right. Uh, mate, I really appreciate your time on coming on the pod. Sorry. Thank you so much. My last question to you, Tom, is uh, yep. at the halfway point of the season, uh, all to play for, there's a lot of teams in that top seven mix. What's going to constitute a good season for the Bantams? Oh God, it's um, probably playoffs again. Like the the guys at the top are just absolutely barnstorming out. The Barrow with Pete under Pete Wilde out of nowhere. I won again tonight. I know they're flying, and and we played him the other week, and they did look very good. And he he's a footballing manager, really is. I remember when he was at Halifax Town, and he just has them playing very, very good football. And I'm surprised he's not managing high, a higher standard. And and that talking about managers, we would have taken him on actually. Um, Pete, Pete Wilde at Barrow, if he hadn't been so tied up with Barrow, he'd have been one of the, one of the top of our list. But yeah, hopefully the playoffs, obviously Stockport, are just a really good team. I think Notts County, probably middle of the road. Wrexham are always going to be up there around, but you know the the they've got that that fan base behind them now. They've got that passion. They've got that. They've got the two managers, the manager and the assistant that know what they're doing. So I think we can only hope for playoffs. And I, and if we get in the playoffs, all we ask is just a better performance than last year, which was the two of the worst playoff games I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> Carlisle away was insanely depressing. It was terrible, absolutely terrible. But yeah, playoffs. I think. Is hopefully now, and I think it is really strange. If we'd have had this conversation a month ago, I'd have been, I'd be happy with mid-table <laughs> on not getting relegated. So it's funny how you know what difference a month, you know, six weeks can make. It's why we love football so much, I suppose. Isn't it, it? Is. It, is. it is. Tom, thank you so much for your time, mate. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on straight after the full-time whistle in your game on Friday no night. Problem. Really, really no appreciate problem, that. No Good luck for the rest of the season, mate. After Boxing Day, and a Merry Christmas to you and your family too. Yeah, Merry Christmas to you, Tom. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.